Good morning, everybody. It's my privilege and honor today to be able to give the life sketch for my father, D. David Whittier. Um, as we were preparing this, we learned a lot of things, but the interesting thing was that so many of the things in here we already knew. Dad was so good about um, telling us stories and letting us know how much he cherished his childhood and the experiences that he had throughout his life. So some of these things were a little bit of a surprise, but not much because he was such a good storyteller. So I'll go ahead and, and proceed with the life sketch. D. David Whittier was born February 8, 1958 in Pocatello, Idaho, to Homer D. and Ora Stoker Whittier. He was, the first, he was the fifth child and first son to be welcomed into the Whittier family. His father Homer was thrilled to finally welcome a boy after four girls had been born. His family spent several years in Rockland, Moreland, and Groveland farming before finally settling in Idaho Falls in 1966. He loved nothing more than following his dad around and helping with the farm work. In fact, dad was so anxious to help as a little boy that his father would let dad steer the truck as it crawled through the cattle pasture while his father stood in the back of the bed of the truck and tossed hay out into the field. He was raised by very, very faithful parents who taught him to love the gospel. There were many times that dad would speak of his parents as being people he hoped he could one day be even a fraction like. He received the priesthood, a blessing in the lives of all those associated with him throughout his life. He served in his deacon, teacher, and priest quorums. His family was always very close, and though he always claimed that he was tormented by his older sisters, he loved them very much, and they were very supportive of each other. He was especially close with his younger brother, Ray, who he considered his best friend throughout his entire life. When Alex and I were younger and we shared a bedroom, we would often beg Dad to tell us a story before he turned off our light and left the room. Almost always, these captivating stories were of he and Uncle Ray's shenanigans and pranks on their sisters, their adventures as roommates at BYU, or their memorable camping trips with their dad, our Grandpa Whittier. Dad and Uncle Ray loved these camping trips that their dad took them on. Just recently, I learned that these two were often so excited the night before they would leave on these trips that they wouldn't even be able to sleep. Dad told me that since they couldn't sleep, they would just lay there in their beds and create little chants or songs that described their excitement about what was to come over the next few days. The one chant that we just recently learned last year on a camping trip that has now been passed down from those two is probably a chant that we can all agree describes our excitement for a vacation. It was, candy, 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 pop, 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 cookies. <laughs> In many ways, this was probably just an early sign of the happy and excited view our dad always had towards life. Dad attended Idaho Falls High School and enjoyed being involved with the pep band. He played the baritone in the band and also served as the pep band president at Idaho Falls High School during his senior year. During his school years, he had a close group of friends that would do many things together. He would often talk about them and the fun they had together through scouting and young men's programs. It was during this time that dad developed a love for scouting. He earned his Eagle Scout and continued to love the things the scouting program taught. He had a love of music and also studied piano for many years and continued to play for fun into his adult life. All of his children remember the many, many nights that he put us to bed humming sweet little songs that his mother taught him that lulled us all to sleep. Most who knew him, would, most who knew him well would easily recognize his signature song in his college days of Chicago's Saturday in the Park. When he, which he was always quick to sit down and play if there was a piano around. 
He graduated from Idle Falls High School in 1976. After high school, Dad attended one semester at Ricks College. During that time, he received his mission call to the Spain-Sevilla mission. He served an honorable mission in Spain from 1977 to 1979. He loved the people of Spain, and his mission always held a very special place in his heart. I can remember when I was probably eight, he set up an old projector in our basement and dedicated an entire family home evening to showing us slides from his mission. As young children, we thought this was really neat for about five minutes, but then we became distracted with making hand puppets on the screen. <laughs> However, as we all look back, it was always obvious that every moment of his mission was a precious time, and one that he valued as an irreplaceable experience. He taught us how important it was to serve the Lord and to do it happily. He kept in touch with many of his mission contacts throughout the rest of his life. When he returned home from his mission, he finished his schooling at BYU. While at BYU, he developed a great love for BYU sports. He lived right next door to the football stadium and spent a lot of time cheering on the Cougars. He also enjoyed an active social life in his ward and even played in an unofficial band with his brother Ray and a few friends. Their renditions of Weird Al's I Got a Boogie and You've Got a Zit on Your Lip were always smash hits at their ward talent show. <laughs> he graduated with a Bachelor of Science degree in business in 1982. He then moved back to Idaho Falls to work with his dad in his insurance business. Later that year, while attending a church fireside, he was introduced to his perfect match, Amy Swackenberg. Mom wasn't exactly smitten at first sight, but shortly after they had spent some time together, she had a very strong confirmation that he was who she would marry. Dad didn't need any more encouragement than that, and after a six-week courtship, they were engaged on New Year's Eve. They were married for, for time and all eternity in the Idaho Falls Temple on June 8, 1983. They expanded their family one year later when Tanya was born. In 1985, Mom and Dad moved to Denver, Colorado, where Dad worked for a financial planning firm. There, Sam was welcomed into the family. One year later, they moved to Utah, where they spent one year each in both Orem and Sandy and welcomed Tara. In 1989, they decided to move back to Idaho Falls so Dad could work in Grandpa's place at Whittier & Associates Insurance Agency while Grandpa Whittier served a mission with his wife, Grandma. Two years later, Dad completely took over the business when his father retired and slowly began to add financial planning into his work. He continued to work as a self-employed financial planner for the remainder of his career. During this time, as Dad's business was obviously in full swing during his passing, we are so grateful for his many, many co-workers who have been taking all of Dad's business affairs under their wings and have been making the transition very smooth. From an early age, we all knew that Dad didn't have the most exciting job. <clears throat> in good spirits, he would often remark about how boring his job was. <clears throat> the part he loved the most, though, was the associations and relationships he was able to develop with so many people. Dad was a people person and loved to talk. Although there were a few times that he considered making a career change, he worked hard at what he was doing <clears throat> and never gave up. His top priority was his family, and because of that, he grew his business and was always able to provide for his wife and seven children. Idaho Falls is where Dad spent the rest of his life. After settling there, he and Mom welcomed Corey, myself, Alex, Jody, and Andrea to the family. Dad was an active and devoted member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He had a strong testimony and instilled his love of the gospel in many others. He was always anxiously engaged in service in his church callings. 
He served as Elders Quorum President, Scout Leader, Bishopric Counselor, Teacher, and as a faithful home teacher. He also served as a Ward Young Men's President three separate times, and once as a Stake Young Men's President. He was influential in many young people's lives. A very interesting note is that on the evening that our father passed away, his nurse, the one in the ICU unit, was actually one of the young men that he had worked with. Most recently, he and mom served as missionaries in the South Stake, the 17th branch, the Spanish branch in the South Stake. Even though they were not typical senior missionaries in age, they were ready to accept any calling that came their way. This was a great opportunity for them to serve together, something that dad was greatly looking forward to doing during retirement. It was a great blessing that mom and dad were able to serve a mission together. He was always quick to answer anyone's call for help and was often a leader of service projects and church events. Dad enjoyed staying informed on current events and politics. As teenagers, we would often ask to use his car to go somewhere with friends. On more than one occasion, a friend would go to turn on the radio, only to find that all the presets were programmed to political talk radio stations. He had a strong urge to make a difference in the community, and this eventually led him to run for a seat on the Idaho Falls City Council in 2013. After a lengthy campaign, he was elected to the City Council and served for over a year before his passing. He truly enjoyed learning the workings of the political systems and taking part in solving problems and planning. He especially enjoyed finally being able to voice his concerns about his traffic concerns. <laughs> his family was also happy to see him work in this job, in that he was finally in a position to voice his opinions to someone other than us. <laughs> he was considered, however, a peacemaker and reliable asset to those he worked with, and he appreciated the friendships he developed with them. Most of our family wonders how Dad ever got anything done at his office. He somehow always had time to talk whenever of us kids would call him at any time of the day. He always had time to chat and help us with whatever we needed, and he was always quick to leave work if Mom or anyone else needed his help. Needed his help. He came home for lunch almost every day. As young children, we were always so excited when Dad came home, and we could always tell that he was excited to be home too. He was very adamant about us having meals together, but as most of us remember also, breakfast was always at 7 a.m. We always began every day with all nine of us around the breakfast table, beginning with a kneeling family prayer and scripture study before breakfast was even served. Dad always left for the office after breakfast, but never until he gave each one of us his classic kiss and a hug. He always made sure to tell mom goodbye and would always give her a kiss as he headed out the door. One of his favorite hobbies was traveling and planning trips. In the recent years of his career, he acquired more clients that required him to travel throughout the western United States. He was often able to take mom along on trips that they enjoyed their time traveling together. Dad also made family trips a priority. We have many fun memories of family vacations that he invested and planned so much in. No matter where we headed up, no matter where we ended up in the whole country, Dad always somehow knew where he was going. He was always able to get anywhere without asking for directions. One of my dad's very favorite memories was that he and mom were finally, after 30 years, 30 plus years, to be able to go back to take a trip back to Spain in 2013 where he had served as a missionary. In dad's office that we were recently cleaning out, there is a picture of him and our mother with the beautiful country Spain in the background. When we asked about this picture, they described this as their very first selfie. And knowing Dad, and knowing Dad, he, was pro he probably wanted his very first selfie to be with the woman of his dreams and in his favorite part of the world.
Dad loved the outdoors. He grew up camping, fishing, and hiking with his family, and it was important for him to continue these traditions in our family. He began the, very, the yearly tradition of family camping when the kids were still very young. He also loved his boys-only camping trips that were a tradition, whether with his dad, his brother Ray, or his sons. Once again, Dad always somehow knew where we were and where we were going. On a recent backpacking trip over Leatherman Pass just last summer, Sam, Dad, and I lost the trail on the descent. As a more panicked personality, I was sure we were going to be lost for weeks, wandering in the wilderness. But Dad kept walking with his sure grin on his face saying, no, I know where we're going. But I was sure he was leading us the wrong way. We eventually found the trail and I became quiet very quickly. This is just another example of how Dad was a quiet and confident leader. One of his favorite outdoor activities was simply to drive around enjoying the scenery. He taught us to love the beautiful state of Idaho that we were raised in. <clears throat> BYU sports were something Dad never let go by the wayside. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ever since college, he continued to be an avid BYU fan and was always quick to share his analysis of the latest game with anyone. On nights of big BYU games, we could plan on dinner being served in front of the TV. He loved making trips down to Provo with his family and catching a basketball or football game. We are sad that he wasn't able to see BYU defeat Gonzaga as he would have been extremely thrilled. Dad enjoyed working with his hands. He spent a lot of time on home improvement projects and liked to find any excuse to make a quick trip to Home Depot. He also spent a lot of time working in the garden and yard with mom. He loved the efforts of hard work and the rewards that came because of it. Dad was a loving and devoted husband, father, and grandfather. He was a romantic at heart and greatly enjoyed planning surprise dates and trips for his dear wife and best friend, our mom, Amy. At least a few times a year, he would secretly pack a suitcase for her and then tell her they were just going out for dinner or something. Then at the end, he would simply drive out of town and she would catch on that they were going somewhere. He spent so much time sneakily rearranging her schedule or events so that she could come with him on these trips. He loved seeing her surprised. He would often surprise her with special gifts that she wasn't expecting on her birthday, Christmas, or Mother's Day. I can remember seeing Mom's face light up on one of those occasions, and then I would look at Dad only to see him with his ever-so-familiar closed mouth grin and eyes twinkling at Mom. She would often receive flowers and sentiments from him just because. He was always sure to show his love for her as much as possible. While cleaning out his desk at his office, we came across two bottles of Mom's favorite perfume, unopened and ready to give her when the time was right. His heart was tender for everyone, and he showed it in such a perfect way. He spent thousands of hours coaching sports teams, attending recitals and choir concerts, and school functions for his children. He spent many, many late nights helping with homework and waiting up for dates to come home. He had a wonderful sense of humor and was always happy to be in attendance at any family event. He made a point to be sure to visit his children who didn't live nearby whenever he was passing through on a business trip. In the past four years, he welcomed seven grandchildren into the family. He said becoming a grandpa was, quote, just one of the best things that had ever happened to him. He loved watching them grow, and he was quick to get down on the floor and play with them. He also loved watching his children grow into their new roles as parents, and was quick to support them however he could. He and Mom always strove to raise their children with firm convictions in the gospel. Family prayer, scripture study, and family home evening were always routine. And even though it must have been trying with seven children, these things never got pushed aside. 
They also taught their children the value of hard work and responsibility. He was honored and so excited to go through the temple with six of his children and to be attendants at all four of their temple weddings. He ordained all of his sons to the priesthood. His family truly was his greatest joy. In going through his personal traveling briefcase a few days ago, we found this little card. This little card that he carried around with him on every business trip and everywhere that he went to his office. Everywhere they went to his office or on a trip or anywhere. None of us really knew about this card, although there were a lot of things in his briefcase that we thought, well, why did he keep this? What's the purpose of this? But none of us knew about this in particular. And on it, he had written five priorities for his life. And they are in order. Number one, God. Number two, family. Number three, church. Number four, community. And number five, his job. Throughout their marriage, dad frequently made it a point to tell mom that he often felt like his real purpose in coming to this earth was to raise these seven children and to teach them everything that he could. This simple statement sums up what our beloved dad so lovingly did for us. His priority was to always do what the Lord wanted him to do. And fortunately, so fortunately for us, he so willingly and lovingly obeyed. Dad was a wonderful example to all who knew him of what kind of a husband, dad, grandpa, and friend and person we should all be. The things he taught us have influenced us all and made us who we are. We are forever grateful for the time we had with him and so very much look forward to seeing him again. Thank you for all you've done for us, Dad. We love you. And I'd just like to add um, just a quick note on the end here um, of a personal experience, just for a second. A few weeks ago, I was really, really having a hard time. It's not uncommon in my life to be worried about the future and anxious and, and a little have anxiety. And it was pretty early in the morning. I had woken up just feeling really worried about providing for my family and, you know, the future with our two young children. And I thought, well, what do I do? And my first instinct, and my wife confirmed it, was to call my dad. So I called him, and this was just probably less than three weeks ago. I called him, and he answered, or I guess I actually just texted him, and I said, Dad, I'm having a really hard time. Can you come up here and give me a blessing? <laughs> he didn't ask any more questions. His simple text back was, absolutely, I'll be there in a little bit. And he came right up and he walked in the door with his familiar smile and he just looked at me and he just gave me a big hug. And he hugged me and I hugged him for a long time and he told me about how he had struggled as a young man. Times that he wouldn't go places and just be, feel the same emotional feelings about it. He just wanted to be able to provide for his family. And he gave me a blessing, one of the most cherished blessings that I've ever received. But it wasn't uncommon. That wasn't the first time in my life that I received a blessing from him. Every year we received blessings from him. Before we went to school, anytime we needed anything, he was always worthy and ready and able to give a blessing to his family. And that was his top priority. I am so grateful for my dad. I love him so much. I'm going to miss him, but we know the gospel is true and are so grateful that we as children have got to be his children. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.